Hey, everyone. Welcome back to On The Level Leadership. And this week, we're going to talk about executive presence. What is it? Why do you want it? And how do you get it? Hey, welcome back to this week's episode of On The Level Leadership. I'm Tammy, and I'm a leadership and career growth coach. I'm here to help you be the best leader you can be so you can grow in your career. So what is executive presence? Well, executive presence, quite simply, is how you show up when you're in the room and how people see you when you're in the room and what people remember about you when you're not in the room. So specifically, executive presence is all about how you hold yourself and how you are able to inspire trust or inspire uh, confidence in your leadership. So whether you hold an executive position or not is irrelevant. When you're a leader, regardless of what position you hold, you can have executive presence, which just simply means leadership presence. Think about the leaders that you know currently on the global scale, right? And try to think about somebody who you think has executive presence. Take a minute and think about that for a second. Is that somebody like Elon Musk or is it somebody like Oprah Winfrey or is it somebody like Barack Obama? Who in your mind has executive presence? If you're looking to be promoted or to grow in your career, it's really important that you start to work on your ability to exude this executive presence notion. So how does one do that? Executive presence starts within you. It's not something you're given. It's something that you internally have to drive. So it starts with your own confidence and it's really about evaluating your own insecurities about the role that you've assumed or that you're currently in. So one of the things you need to look at is if you yourself are suffering from imposter syndrome or you're feeling a lack of confidence in your ability to do the job, that is going to show up in your inability to show executive presence. People will sniff out the insecurities, if you will, and not trust you or not have full confidence in you as a leader. So really get real about where you are right now in your situation and start to come up with a plan based on these seven things I'm going to share with you right now. Uh, the first thing is keep an eye on the prize. One of the things I heard the most when I was in my performance reviews as a manager transitioning to the executive role was that I wasn't strategic enough. And what that was code for was that I lacked vision or I lacked the ability to connect the vision to the greater picture. So that's really important because if you're hearing things like I'm too operational, you're too operational, you're too, you're not strategic enough, then it's probably because you're micro-focused on the, your day-to-day -day job and not looking at the big picture. And as a leader and as uh, someone who has executive presence, you come in understanding the big picture. You have a systems lens that you've applied to your work. So make sure that you focus on developing a vision. If you don't have a vision for your team or for your work, then I would suggest that right now, pause this video and think about what your vision might look like for your group. What are your objectives, your strategic objectives? How do they connect to the bigger piece? If you've never looked at your organizational uh, strategic objectives, or if you've never looked at the priorities set by your senior leaders in your organization, then you're going to lack vision because you need to see what your leadership wants to attain and accomplish for the organization. And then the work that you're doing, your span of control has to tie into that. So you need to come up with a vision for your team. And you don't have to do this by yourself, by the way. I had a client several weeks ago who thought she had to come up with this thing all on her own. And the reality is you don't. You, you work with your team, you have a meeting, you say, guys, here's the, the big picture, here's the big strategy, here are the objectives that the company has, and here's 
here's the work that we do. How do we tie that together? What kind of vision do we want to have for ourselves? And then you co-create that with your team and then you lead it, you champion it with your senior leaders. Then you take it to your senior management and you get approval or endorsement of your strategy and, you know, connect it, connect it to the work that you're doing, connect it to the senior pieces, and then be clear about that. So having a vision um, for your team in terms of operational objectives, but also have a vision for how you want to behave, how you want to work together as a team, you know, maybe come up with some clear objectives on how we're going to work together and how we're going to behave and how do we manage disagreements, like have a vision for what you want and then be really clear about the expectations because that'll really help you be the strategic thinker that you need to be and have the vision that you need in order to be able to lead your team. The second one is monitor your reactions or body language. This was a huge one for me and I, I'm going to bet big dollars that if you're struggling to get a leadership position and people are telling you you're not leadership material, this is probably an area where you're struggling. So as an operational person or as an employee and as an extrovert with very strong opinions, I would often exude through my physicality, my opinion about things. So you'd see it in my facial expression, you'd see it in my body language, crossing of arms, scowling of faces, you know, grimacing, disagreeing when somebody's talking, that kind of thing. You know, how you hold yourself physically really matters when you're trying to exude executive presence. How you inspire confidence with your team, with your senior management, with your partners, with your clients is in how you hold yourself physically around them right? So making eye contact when you're having conversation, like I'm trying to have eye contact with you through the camera. This is not easy to do, but I do try to make eye contact with you through the camera so that you see that I'm talking to you. It's the same concept, rolling your shoulders back, holding yourself nice and solid, keeping your head up high when you're talking, you know, speaking in a full voice rather than a whisper when you're in a meeting and you're sharing an opinion, you know, and, and more importantly, I would say that when you're really stressed out, especially if you're being challenged as a leader yourself, because God knows I was challenged especially when you're coming in and you're being you're leading a change management initiative of some sort you're shifting your organization from one place to another you're going to get a lot of pushback you're going to get a lot of challenge on your leadership and your management style you know this is the time when it's really critical that you hold yourself accountable from a from a physical perspective, because it says a lot about your level of patience, about your level of tolerance, about your leadership overall in how you carry yourself. So making sure, again, making eye contact, holding the shoulders back, not being aggressive in your language when you're talking to people, you don't, you know, make aggressive notions at all. You're just really careful about how you present yourself. I know for a fact, uh, a group of people who went to a senior leadership VP meeting and it was very contentious. There was a lot of anger and frustration in the room and the senior leader in the room was using this kind of language physicality wise. It was very aggressive and it denoted violence. So the minute you cross that line, you lose the respect and you lose the ears of the people in the room. So you need to be really cognizant about how you show up physically. If you don't know how you show up physically, I want you today to ask people on your team or your colleagues, Hey, when I get pissed off, what shows up when I don't agree with you, what shows up? and be willing to hear the answer and then work on it. It takes practice. You need to practice it. Am I still really bad at not showing my emotion in my face? Um, absolutely. Cause I'm a pretty transparent, authentic person. And usually what you see is what you get with me. It's okay and human to be angry. 
you're allowed as a leader to be angry. I'm not saying you don't get angry at things, but how you demonstrate that is really important. And if you need help with that, I can help you there. I've been there. I know how you feel. So if you need help with that, just click on any of the links down below for us to have a conversation. I can certainly help you with that. Remember, losing your cool means losing your reputation as a leader. So you don't want to lose your cool because you could really turn off people really quickly. You'll spend months, if not years, building relationships with people. You lose your cool once and you're done. So just pay really close attention to how you show up physically in uh, in the presence of others. The third thing is building your communication skills. So great leaders are great communicators. They It's not just about being an extrovert and knowing how to talk. It's knowing when to talk, how to talk, when to stop talking. We're really great at going outside our comfort zones and presenting to clients, to fellow staff. We are the ones providing feedback to our teams, to our clients, to our partners, to our shareholders, to our senior leaders. And as part of that communication, this builds into this fourth issue, which is listen more. So executive presence is called executive presence for a reason, because it's about being present. As an executive, it's super important that you learn how to listen. It means not cutting people off. It means paying attention to team input. It means, uh, you know, listening to people so that you can get a sense of any uh, new trends that might be happening, any gaps or challenges or obstacles that are showing up, looking for solutions with people. It means being present to hearing people's reactions, responses, emotions, really important that you are present because just listening, to, I don't know about you, but if you've ever been in a room with an executive team, especially if it's a good solid executive team with some good solid executive presence, you'll notice that there's not a lot of willy nilly wishwashy conversation. It's all very clear, confident, point counterpoint. We listen to each other's perspectives. It's listened. It's measured. People hear, they absorb, they consider, they respond. It's done in a very strategic way. And so the more you can practice this active listening, again, learning how to communicate. And this is one thing, again, if you need a coach for this, I can help you or seek out a mentor who can really help provide feedback to you on how you show up from a communications perspective. So you can figure out where you need to improve. The fifth item is choosing your words wisely. Again, it's still part of communication, but it's a subset of that. Professional language is important. Now, I am the first to admit that I curse like a sailor. F-bomb is a very common word in my household. I use pissed off and shit and all those words on a regular basis. The thing is, is you have to know your audience and you have to know when and where you should or shouldn't do those things. If you're in um, a professional meeting of some sort at work, I really would argue that you really should be erring on the side of professional language wherever possible and staying away from curse words, staying away from inflammatory language, uh, staying away from politics and religious type stuff, really, truly, because the people in the room, you don't want to necessarily divide and conquer the room that way. You really want to try to bring people together as a leader and as and someone with executive presence is capable of doing that. So using professional language is really a key component to that. So monitor what you say and how you say it. That also means not just saying the first thing that comes to your mind. Um, I had a bad habit in my 30s of just saying whatever the hell I wanted when I wanted. It doesn't work. You can't just do that. If you have a sense of knee jerkness about you, somebody says something you just bleh, then I want to tell you that you need to stop doing that like immediately and uh, say nothing and really consider how you're going to react and respond and choose your words right wisely because those words will follow you. They followed me. I, I had some very harsh conversation with senior leaders, you know, 10 years ago about language I was using. 
uh, with my senior management. So you have to be really careful about that. No gossiping. Don't participate in office banter. If you want to have executive presence and be respected in your organization, you need to make sure that you're not part of that circle. And it's not about being better than or higher than or any of that nonsense. It's just about, again, exuding professionalism. And professional people don't participate in that. And honestly, leaders don't participate in that because we're forward thinking. We're not gossiping about the people in the office. We're not thinking about all of that. We're really thinking about how do we continue to successfully move ourselves forward. So let's be really clear. This last one can be quite contentious, and I'll tell you why. There are several schools of thought about what looking the part means as an executive. First things first is I'm personally pro-freedom. I'm all about that. I think people should be have the, the right to choose how they dress, where they go, what they do with their bodies, all that. Okay, that's my personal opinion. So I just want to preface that. But I have to say, and maybe it's because I'm half a century old this year, but it does matter how you show up. It does matter whether what you do, what you wear, how you behave causes distraction or whether it's professional. So I don't care if you're a t-shirt warrior. Gary V is a perfect example of this, right? Of, of Vayner marketing. In other corporate environments though, again, I'm going to say that how you show up and what you look in terms of looking the part will differ on where you work, who you work for, what level of department, government, organization, and I would say would differ on what country you're from will determine what looking the part means for you where you are in the world. That said, there are some key components. Be really clear that whatever you do, when you show up in a corporate boardroom or you show up in your leadership role, or you're about to have a big meeting with your staff, make sure you show up in a way that is not distracting. I would argue that, I mean, I love tattoos. I have one myself of a Mickey Mouse on my shoulder because I'm a nut bar that way. I'm all for tattoos. I love them. I think they're great. They're a great expression of art. But if you have an arm full of naked ladies and you show up in a boardroom, that can be very distracting for the people that you're there to tell, to talk about something. You're there to pitch an idea, but everybody's just distracted about your arms. That doesn't give you the executive presence you need. Now, this could be contentious for some of you. I get it. But there is something about how you show up. First impressions, for example. But learning to trust your leader means that they show up in a way that feels professional. There were no distractions in how that person looked. So again, I know this is contentious, but you need to look the part. And that's part of executive presence. When you show up for an interview, if you show up in a t-shirt and jeans in a professional interview, you're not getting the job even if you give the best answers, I hate to tell you. Because they're going to look at you and go, how is this person going to represent the company when we need them to represent us? And remember, every company has its own corporate culture. It has its own expectation. So you're better to, to err on the side of um, more conservative attire when you're going to things like interviews. And you can always assess out what their corporate culture is. You can ask that question too. When they ask you, what's the question? Do you have any questions for us? Yeah, I just want to know, like corporately, how do you guys dress? Like what's your corporate perspective on that? And get a sense from the company as to what they like to see. And actually it'll show a little bit about how you care about maintaining the corporate image on behalf of the company when you're hired. So make sure you ask that question. Anyway, again, I'm sorry if that seems very contentious to you, but you do need to look the part. You know, you don't need to be made up to the nines. You don't need to wear high heels. You don't need to have suits. Just figure out what looks professional, what's not distracting for you. So when you show, in the, show up in the room, you're not only heard, right? But you're then respected and then potentially considered for future leadership positions as well. Because again, how you show up matters. Well, that's it for this week. I really do appreciate you being here. 
If you're listening on podcast, make sure you follow the podcast. And if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to subscribe because I am here every week talking about leadership and career growth content to help you be the best leader you can be so that you can grow in your career. And if you yourself are struggling within your career, maybe you are a new leader and you're overwhelmed by your new role, or maybe you want to transition into a leadership role or you want to change your career, I'd be happy to talk to you about that. There is a link down below that you can click and it'll bring you to a calendar that will allow you to book into my calendar and we can have a 90 minute free conversation to start strategizing on where you can start to make some tangible moves or take some tangible action to move yourself forward in the direction that you want to go. Thanks again for being here this week. I hope to see you next week. Take care.